It is Monday on Daily Delivery. Michael Rand here, Patrick Royce here. Patrick, I hope you're staying warm-ish. We're in Ooh. it. We're in the middle of the first big cold snap, right? You can feel it. You feel it out there, don't you? Yes, I was. Uh, I took a quick trip to Duluth and back yesterday, and the big lake didn't have any ice on it yet, but it looked like it was trying to form some, and uh, and it was a little breezy up there too. It was a little coolish to. Uh, I've, I've been in Duluth when it's been colder, but yeah, it was. It's uh, that drive. Those are the drives back when you want to make sure your car doesn't break down. You yes. Know? When you're, uh, I was up there once, and the wind chill for a Gopher hockey game on a Friday night way back when, and the wind chill was 110 below. That's when they did it. That. And we all went out and started our car between periods and let them run for like 10 minutes and then came back in. So uh, and I drove home that night and I was saying, ah, I hope we make it here. Yeah. You're dead in 10 minutes. So, uh, yeah, well, let's, uh, you know, we, everybody who depends on ice, like uh, if you're renting fish houses for a living, you're happy. You finally, yes, right. finally got some cold. That's a, that's okay. No that's, snow, but at least got some cold. No snow here, anyway. Southern Minnesota, I guess. They had got powdered, yeah. So that, we got that, had, that had to have been a youth hockey trip. You wouldn't have gone to Duluth for any other reason, right? I had a, a story, but I also okay. went up to see the, see the uh, granddaughter play hockey. Yes, okay. I did. And uh, we, we defeated Hayden Stillwater 2 okay. to nothing. Okay. Last time we played him, we were ahead of him 2 to nothing with four minutes to go and got beat 3 to 2. Ooh. Oh. But the coach cleverly called a timeout this time with two and a half minutes to go and said, get the puck out. <laughs> you <know? laughs> there you go. So, uh, so uh, it was a uh, triumph over a very good Stillwater team. So well, anyway. Good. Congrats to them. And mm-hmm. hope you get to see some football in the, in between all that. Cause it was, it was a pretty I, interesting, interesting, some interesting games, Patrick. The best part was that I'm driving back. I ended up listening to a, uh, Cowboys broadcast, radio <laughs> broadcast. I think it was Danny White. Okay. I think Danny White's their guy because okay. they, they, they kept calling him Danny and he was a former quarterback. So it's got to be Danny That's the reason, yeah. He was killing C.C. Lamb. He was butchering him. He said, I've had, a, I've had receivers. He said, I never had it very often, but I had receivers who started pouting when they didn't get the ball early. And did not. He was basically ripping the hell out of them the whole uh, the whole first half. And then, of course, maybe you should have concentrated a little more on ripping the defense. Yeah, Man, 48 what, points. What a Jeez. performance. But one was an interception, yes. right? But, yes, yeah, so I think there's a pick six in there, uh, Jair Alexander. And, and do we uh, worry about Dak as a clutch player? I think we do, don't we, after that one? He was terrible, wasn't he? I mean, once, you know, once they got hopelessly behind, they got some points. But, uh, wow, what a what a turnaround for the uh, Packers, man. They were well, they were two and five, right? Two and Something five like and three two and six five. and six and eight. Yeah. They, I mean... They yeah. like needed everything to go right those last three weeks of the regular season, and it did. And now they're well, was, now they play as well as anybody right now. And what was interesting was they took the ball to start the game. That yes. was a message, right? We can move, yeah. we can move the ball on you, and it looked stupid because they were like third and eleven or something, right? They got the first two plays. They're gonna okay, you you don't take. You, nobody takes the ball anymore. They right. take the ball. They're going to have to punt, and then he throws a pass, and uh, the the receiver at uh, Dobbs is wide open, I guess, in the middle of the field, and they 
four or five times they threw that same pass and he was open but according to the, the broadcast I was listening to they whoever this Dobbs guy is they didn't cover him and he was hauling him in and man alive what a beating I tell you my I had you know a sweatshirt on but my North NFC North pride was bursting through <laughs> my chest my, I was so happy and then the Lions come I, I right. don't know about the rest of I, I think as NFC North aficionados we should be filled with pride this morning <laughs> I don't think you're being serious, but I think I think it was it was an interesting day, right? Like it, everything, even though the Vikings aren't in the playoffs, everything here gets seen through the lens of what it means for the Vikings. And this has not been a great <laughs> last month or two for them because you know, you go back to when they were six and four, when the pastronaut seemed like he was the second coming of you know I don't know whoever some, some great. Case, yeah, Case Keenum, Keenum, Case Keenum morphed with like Lamar Jackson or Patrick yeah, Mahomes. Just right. this playmaking, you know, this the luck with the playmaking, playmaking. Yeah. just this amazing playmaking. They're six and four, <clears throat> and everything falls apart, right? And now the Bears got better at the end of the year and have the first pick and another like top ten pick too. I think Packers surge into the playoffs. Lions win the division easily. They're the two seed. They're going to get another home game in the playoffs. They're yes. they're through to the the second round. The two teams in the last eight now out of the uh, out of the playoff teams. Like going into twenty four. You know we're not going to speed too far ahead because there's a lot of playoffs left. But going into twenty four, Vikings feel like fourth of four, don't they? They feel like the fourth yeah. of the fourth oh, out of four. Oh, Heaven, Jess, and don't forget that the Packers are doing this with the youngest roster yes. in the NFL and allegedly one of the youngest rosters in NFL history. I read They're that. Yeah, it was that Mark Craig yeah. who wrote that. I can't remember who wrote yeah. that, but I saw that. It's, well, they were kept. I kept hearing that on the radio about uh, you know the youngest team in the NFL and one of the youngest ever. And let's face it, all these receivers, the only one he ever heard of was that Christian Watson who uh, the guy from North Dakota State who didn't play until yesterday he'd been out about a month but these other guys I don't even know who they are Wick right. and uh, Dobbs who has had a good Dobbs year and, and Reed I think is pretty all, good all these, yeah these guys they, they got this young collection of receivers then they got Aaron Jones, who makes you know, twice as good as any back the Vikings have had. Forget Delvin Cook and those guys. This guy's great. And uh, all of a sudden, yes. And Jordan Love, is, he had the one real stinker against the Bears down the stretch. But beyond that, uh, he just looks like a different, completely different human being than he did the first half of the season as a quarterback. So uh, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Packers is the... The the Packers rebuild didn't last as long as we wanted it to. Did it? <laughs> they didn't even, and they didn't even call it a competitive one. Yet it was competitive. No, no. no yet they, it was competitive. Yes, it was. And uh, plus, they figured out how to get Jordan Love kind of wrapped up for what three years or something. They got some options uh, on him that they, they gave him some deal. He's for next year at least. I can't remember pick, what the deal is. It yeah, wasn't picking up the fifth year, right. but it was. I think they gave him a three-year contract, but for less money, you know, than they would have had to pay him. Now they're probably gonna have to turn around and pay him a bunch. But uh, uh, yeah, they, uh, you know, the obviously big underdogs going to San Francisco, and their, you know, their defense ended up getting shredded at the end. But uh, and they're they're probably gonna get beat. But wow, they uh, they they changed the narrative on. On where they were in the uh, 
in the future. You know, it's about time. The whole thing is about time the Packers had to suffer with a mediocre quarterback like everybody right. else. That was the, right. I twice, even if he was healthy, we'd all you'd all rather have this guy than uh, than Aaron Rodgers. The way Aaron Rodgers, people forget Aaron Rodgers played terrible last year. Last year, yeah, okay. yeah, he was not that good. So it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't like. But this guy, uh, you know, who's got to be walking around a relieved human being, Brian Gutekunst. Yes. What was the What were the odds at midseason of him being back next year? I Not would great. Say very low. Not great. And very Lef- low. Lafleur has got to be happy too, because like, he's you know here's your hand picked successor, and it wasn't going great. Uh-huh. But yeah, they've both of those guys. Yeah, I don't know if they were on like the immediate hot seat, but they were. It was not. It was not going well for him, for sure. That's 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 for no, sure. And then Detroit is, uh, you know, they made hard work of it again. But uh, the Rams are, you know, the Rams are pretty good. Stafford was uh, Stafford was playing okay. I, I saw most of that game, and uh, he's, uh, you know, that was uh, people are uh, uh, the Lions are getting a lot of heat because they. They took the low hit on a receiver again, just like yes. they did with Hawkinson here. But uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, it's a legal tackle, right? So right. maybe it's not what you like to see, but it's a legal tackle. But uh, they're going to be home. They get yes. Tampa Bay or the Eagles. They should be in the conference finals. They can yes. double. They can double their playoff victory total since 1957. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, people talk, well, they haven't won a playoff game in 32 years. Yes, and they've won one <laughs> in 70 years, almost 70 years, yeah. yeah That's amazing. Right. So, so uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it, it is amazing. I can't imagine how crazy that town is. I'm happy for Frank Ragnow. He was, uh, you know, he lost, oh, yeah. his dad. he lost his dad when he was playing at Arkansas. Just suddenly he was really tight with him. And uh, and I talked to him a few times. Really good dude. Big, brawling, good dude. Hell of a player. And uh, and uh, that's the secret of them. I mean, they got the five first and second rounders on that offensive line, you know, that's uh, – so do the Vikings. The <laughs> so do the yeah, Vikings. This doesn't quite uh, work out the same. True. Yeah, they haven't been the same, but they, uh, you know, they, they, they finally got a general manager there who's not an idiot, which is really accomplished. Yes. I mean, for a, a hundred years they had Bill Ford's drinking buddy. What was his name? Russ something. He was mm-hmm. guy, and then they had Matt Millen, Matt Millen. A complete <laughs> moron, and uh, they they just was so disorganized that. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it, I mean, it was just always just a joke of a franchise and now to have yeah. this happen. And, and as, as we, I've said on this podcast a couple of times, you thought when you saw Campbell at first that they have hired themselves another buffoon, you know, that's, uh, and, and it turns out, you know, how long it'll last. He'd probably right. be our character, but, uh, it's it's uh, it's 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 fun. It's amazing. Something the NFL really needs. You know the quality of we've talked about it. The officiating all screwed up again this week, and uh, and uh, we've we've talked about how what a bad year this was for just quality of football. So you see those two happening yesterday. They're pretty good for the league because you get the Packers. You know you always love to have the Packers, and then the Lions are making this. Right. 
unbelievable run. So it's a, it was a great, it was a good day for the NFL finally in this rotten year that they've been having. Grand Casino would like to take a moment and salute the true football fan. The passion, the hope, the anticipation, that incomparable feeling of winning. Grand Casino would also like to take a moment to remind you that you can find all that anticipation, thrill, and winning at Grand Casino. Grand Casino, let your story begin. Except for the Vikings, because not just having these two teams, even if you want to burst your NFC North pride out of there. Yeah, um, I know, I know. Uh, it, not only do you have these two teams that look like they're pretty good for the foreseeable future and the Bears on the rise, but now you had Sunday was the you know the anniversary, not a, not a milestone anniversary, but 23 years of 41 Donut. And then Wednesday, which I'll dedicate, Wednesday. I'll dedicate a lot of the show Wednesday to 25 years since wide left lost to the Falcons in the overtime of the NFC title game. And I've, you know, that one was kind of the, the original, like that was the team that could do no wrong. And then until it couldn't. Yeah, and that was the team that changed the whole. I mean, Randy Moss came in, he changed the narrative. We, I've always said yeah. that we, we went from pessimists to optimists. And all these years later, 25 years later, the fan base still always takes a, you know, they get down on the Vikings, they get upset, but they don't get there. The fatalism isn't there. Right. The, 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 the defense of the Vikings is uh, stronger now than it was before Randy Moss in 1998, which is kind of interesting because I think, uh, you know, now it's I can make a case for the first Super Bowl, too, as the worst day in, in Viking history because nobody could believe it. But I think that was the worst day in Viking history, uh, yeah. that, that, uh, that loss. Because I remember my friend Mark Wicker, because we, we'd been in Pittsburgh a year or two beforehand, and Pittsburgh, I think it was a, char, a mediocre Chargers team, team came to town, and there was the idea of the home team losing never occurred to anybody in Pittsburgh until it happened that day. Yeah. And we, Wicker came up to me before the game and said, uh, you know, uh, it's the same vibe we had in Philadelphia because we were both uh, Pitts- in Phil- Pittsburgh. Yeah, because we were both there for that AFC title game, and it was absolutely. I mean, nobody in town considered the fact they might not win against right. a fourteen and two team. So right. uh, anyway, it's a uh, yeah, it's a week of uh, it's a week of fine memories. That's for sure. Fine memories. Forty one dollars though. Yeah. It's uh, the Viking. What we all forget about forty-one donut is the Vikings were road favorites. Yes, that's the amazing thing. Like, like two and a half points. Yeah, people thought that. I think it was only one or one and a half by kickoff, and yeah. everyone was like, "The Giants are not that good. The Vikings no. are kind of getting back into it. They got everybody healthy again. They had just steamrolled <laughs> Dallas, right? Yeah, the playoffs yes. that year. Like, yeah, no, yeah, not right. not, not home, Dallas. That was the Saints that year. It was the Saints that year. Yeah, right. They beat somebody up at all. It was the Saints. Yeah. Yeah, well, I remember uh, Sid, you know, who's who was rarely wrong. Uh, Sid <laughs> saying to me uh, before that, you know, that I would travel out there with him, and he was saying, "I've never seen Denny so optimistic. He knows they're going to win." <laughs> <laughs> 
how's that working out since? Oh, man. You know? Oh, man. <laughs> well. But, yeah, anyway, the NFC North. Great day for the NFC North. Maybe not great day for the Vikings when you, uh, when you look at the future because when is the last time you, uh, even in this four-team division, which has been 20-some years now, that you went into a year saying, we got the worst team in the division. That's Not very true. Often, no. Unless they're maybe the one year. And, uh, maybe 2011. You know, yeah, that's about yeah, it. 2011, yeah. Not too often as, uh, as uh, you know, the Lions fans. Not too often do the Lions fans have a chance to say, how could we lose to the Vikings? <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. It's always the other way around forever and ever and ever. So, uh, yeah, but the uh, the Packer thing is just an astounding. Uh, it is bounding turnaround from what you know just look like okay maybe three years from now they'll have it back together and here they are here they are in the playoffs uh, winning a playoff game same jordan love has the same number of playoff wins as kirk cousins yes he does kirk uh you know but but the kirk crowd is still out there trying to convince us that the only reason that they're not doing well is uh i don't know that you got to look at this now. This this gives you even more reason not to bring him back, doesn't it? Yes, like you know, it's okay if you're not great or even kind of bad in 24. Like you got to, at some point, you just got to kind of reset a little bit. You got to say, you know what? We don't have to give ourselves the best chance to go 10 and seven next year. Yeah, it, yes. It's got to be. There's got to be a little bit more long term vision and roster turnover. Maybe mm-hmm. they kind of started it last year and they tried to have it both ways, but they, they, they just, there's not enough talent. It's not just the quarterback, but the salary makes a difference and there's just not enough talent around them to make you think that they're capable of building a Super Bowl caliber team in the window that he would still be quarterback. It's not just about news. how good he is. I got news for him. They played pretty good defensively for the uh, a good share of the season, but yes. uh, a lot of it was smoke and mirrors, and uh, they got a lot of work to do in, in that secondary, man. They, yes. You know, especially if Harrison Smith walks away. They got, you know, they have – right now they got zero cornerbacks, basically. I mean, Murphy was okay, but he got, he got beat. He gets beat a lot for big plays, so uh, – they, uh, you know, they got a lot of work. They, it's not just you got to fix the offense and get a and figure out what you're going to do with quarterback. You got to fix the defense too. Is there. Is, yeah. is there a position group on that team aside from maybe wide receiver, like the pass catchers, that doesn't need an upgrade, like a talent yeah. infusion? I don't. I yeah. can't think of one that doesn't. And the offensive line, which uh, you know you, you were kind of optimistic about early on with Darisau and O'Neill, and uh, now they got all spotty. But I've, I've been saying for a couple of weeks, we got we got injuries on the offensive line. Well, everybody does. Yeah. How many offensive does. lines stay healthy? None. Right. No. You're asking you got you're asking 315 pound men to do stuff you've never asked them to do before yes. and against better athletes and. It doesn't work. Calves and knees and everything else get injured. You're going to lose two out of your five guys every year. So you need depth there. So anyway, yeah, it's uh, but it was uh, it was I think for the NFL in general is when you get the when you you can get people as crazy as they are in Detroit right now, and it's being celebrated all over the country really. And then the Packers being back, that's uh, that's a pretty great day for the NFL. Yes, better day for the NFL. I want to get to basketball in a minute, but better day for the NFL than it was for the Wild, who had to go to the dreaded 
Players only meeting uh, after the six nothing home loss to Arizona. Now, Arizona's not as bad as they had been. They're actually decent this year. They're kind of a playoff fringe playoff contender. But you lose six nothing at home. You give Nick Bugstead a hat trick. Maybe yes. that is maybe that maybe that yes. automatically triggers a players yes. only meeting clause yeah. in your team contract because that's not good. Yeah, the, the bugler had what five goals and he hadn't had he hadn't, <laughs> he hadn't had, had one for one a while. in that season in about three years and he goes out and gets three against them. Yeah, six zero. Uh, it's uh, yeah, that was that was that was horrible and. Uh, but the player we've we've uh, we've we've hold held. I started covering the Twins in '74, so yes. I've been covering majorly. I covered high schools basically before that. But um, so we didn't have many team meetings with the high schools. But I mean, usually, usually the coach was involved. But '74, we've we've been we've been you know sports writers. We've been looking for that team meeting. Oh, yeah. say, Can we get? Wait, you think it's time for a players only meeting? Yeah, maybe. You know, <laughs> play, right. I love the players only meetings. They're, yes, they're hysterical. Oh, come on, guys, we gotta try harder. Blah blah blah. <laughs> Calling each other out. The team meeting. God, that's uh, it's ridiculous. But you gotta write about it because you know everybody else does. Everybody writes about the team meeting. Wonder how <clears throat> now there's a lot of season left and they have they, they were hurt. Any they good. Were, no, they're not. They were I mean they were hurt for a lot of this stretch, but they're just we just know that they're even when they were healthy, they weren't that great. They already got a coach fired. What yeah. you know, I just still trying to sort out like what this all means by the end of the year, just for the organizational direction and philosophy. Like how you know, I think I think the ownership likes Garen, but this has not been a great year for Bill Garrett. You're gonna get a little lead. aren't isn't aren't you finally getting well one thing not next is, year. Next year you still maybe, got all the cap stuff. No, no, what I'm saying is finally you're gonna get some leakage with the tickets. Oh. Yeah, you maybe. Know, I maybe. mean it looked I'll tell you what, uh, somebody told me they were I think Judd told me or something that the third period there were about Three thousand people left during that. Everybody started going home, yes. and that's a lot of money to spend. The other thing is, though, if you get if you're bad enough, and you get like the fourth draft choice, and he's some right. not Connor Bedard, but somebody, you know, some phenom that you can publicize, and you you know maybe and you can you can get him fired up again. I don't know, but uh, uh, it's I don't I, I get the impression I get the impression. It's possible there's going to be some fall off here that uh, all yep. of a sudden, all of a sudden you're going to go there and they're going to announce an attendance. They're going to lie about it for a while, but uh, I think that uh, you know there's a lot going around on in this town, and that's a lot. They've been loyally supported for unbelievable uh, amount of years without really getting much reward for it. And I, as somebody, sometimes people are going to have to start. Looking at it and said, "Okay, four of us went to the game and we spent six hundred dollars. You know, that's right. uh, that's uh, that's gonna. I think I think they should. I don't think they should be in a panic yet, but they better be concerned about it. You yes. know, the last time they were in this situation, they signed Suter and Parisi. Yes, we now blame all the problems on yes. it. Yes, right, because because they're still paying for it this year and next year. Um, and would have anyway. Think, and would have anyway." Think, yeah, I think Garen is a mercurial character. That's yeah. he's got a 
he's got a chance to flame out. I really do think that he's, uh, you know, to, he's, you know, he's got the bad blip on his record from this year right. now. And I, he's, he, he was there waiting to get hired a lot of years and had a lot of interviews without getting hired. I think he's kind of this hot-headed guy and uh, see how that works. It used to work in hockey. Maybe it right. doesn't work as well as it used to, but uh, anyway. Maybe the John already, Hines, maybe are, John Hines you, isn't the answer. Maybe the maybe the as, team is just not that good. As you already said, as we've already said, though, we already did the the coaching change. <laughs> you already did that's that. That's the yep. big thing. That's the other thing. And now the team meeting. If that doesn't no. work, I say we're out of luck. Oh, I think <laughs> we had a team meeting or players only meeting earlier this year too. Right. When when Evanson was still around. So right. I don't know. They're uh they're they're an easy team to ignore right now. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, they're kind of out of sight, out of mind. The only the only reason I got mildly intrigued last week was when they finally played the rookie goalie, and then he gave up seven. So that, yeah, uh, that's that right. kind of dampened that enthusiasm. I think he'll still be good, but that's that. I I, I heard people trying to uh, make him feel better, and he, I think Russo. I heard a post game interview, and I was in a car and listened to it. And mm-hmm. Russo said, "Oh, you looked like you didn't lose your composure," and he said. That was on the outside. It <laughs> basically said he was dying on the inside. Yeah. So. That reminded me of, I think it was, this is totally, I don't know why this comes to mind, but I think Jose Barrios had a first start like that in the majors where he, everybody yeah, had touted but, him, touted him. He came in, he just yeah. gave up like seven runs in an inning and a half and it was just terrible. And then he was fine after that. So you, you don't want to make too much out of a debut, but it's kind of shows it's just the nerves get to, you know, the nerves and the, the, step up in talent and you start to not have the success you're used to having. These guys are human. It's just interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's uh, in that sport, you know, <laughs> if you, uh, if you let in one that you feel you shouldn't have, you're still worried about the one you just let in. They yeah. put another one by in pretty soon. Boom. They got seven of them. That's uh, that's not good. Royal credit union, smart checking accounts offer no monthly fees and no minimum balance. Enjoy financial freedom when you open your Royal Credit Union smart checking account online at rcu.org slash go checking. Insured by NCUA. Wolves, much better. Let's just talk some Wolves and some gopher basketball before we get out of here. Um, beat the Clippers yesterday, had the romp over the Blazers, who were just terrible. Blazers had lost by like, how how great, what a what a great scheduling gift to get after after your big like sixteen game stretch, you had just lost that yeah. tough game to Boston. You get the Blazers on a back to back the night after they lost to Oklahoma City by like sixty seven points, points 62, something like that. Yeah. It was a sixty. I don't want to besmirch their no. reputation by making it too lopsided. Um, but yeah, that but was that t- was a gift Friday, and they beat the Clippers last night. I mean, we just we know this is a good team. It's a good team. Well, the Clippers got some. Uh, he got some offensive talent, that's for sure. Yeah, Paul George is making shots. But uh, my my favorite stat is Scoot Henderson for Portland. Yeah, two games in a row. He was a minus fifty one <laughs> against Oklahoma City, <laughs> and he. He improved by 20 point, 24 points. He was only a minus 27 oh, against geez. the Timberwolves. So Scoots plus minus is going to be a little down and uh, 78 points. But uh, it was it was nice that they, Portland comes to town. They just lost by 62, and you, you're 20 ahead of them in the first quarter. Yes, okay, you just don't, know. Don't you put know. any drama into no. this. 
just kicked the living bejeebers out of him. But that was a nice victory yesterday. One victory being, one reason being, Ant played a little team ball. Yes. Ant, you know, it was okay. Ant's, uh, you know, they they got kind of got Ant calmed down here a little yes. bit for uh, the last couple of games after he, uh, you know, felt it was just personal responsibility to take every shot in a couple of those losses. So, uh He's, he seems bad. And Rudy, uh, you know, Rudy's tearing it up because the Clippers tried to go small against them, so they just went big against them. And uh, and they uh, that worked, you know, they looked good yesterday. I watched most of that. They looked, uh, they, I mean, the, the Clippers came back, hit some shots, and made a game out of it. And Rudy had to make some free throws. But uh, it was, uh, that's a nice win because the Clippers had won 17 out of 20, something. Yeah, like they've that. been on a roll. They, they had a bad stretch early in the year, but they kind oh, of figured it terrible. out with, I mean, they got, you know, they got like a, if this was 2017, this would be like the greatest team of all time. Like they got Paul <laughs> yes, George, right. Kawhi Leonard. James Harden and Russell Westbrook. Like, imagine having all oh, those guys on your team. That's right. Uh, it's uh, what's amazing is Kawhi's agreed to play too. Yeah. I mean, Kawhi <laughs> yeah, is, he is like he's you know that guy. No, to me, he's the biggest phony in basketball because he didn't play his last sixty games in San Antonio that year right. without a major injury because he knew he was going to free agency. And then when things are going bad, he just doesn't play, and he comes up with some injury. But right. man, he's good. But when he does play, he's, I mean, he's he's the reason Toronto won a world, you know, a, a NBA title. title. Yeah. So when he plays, when he plays, he's a son of a gun. But uh, what's their payroll? My God, yeah, I mean, these payrolls are ridiculous. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. be unbelievable because they, they don't got, care. Their their owner is he's got more money. What ball is it? Balmer is that who the owner is right now? Balmer, he's got, yeah, but, he's got more money than you know. Yeah, everybody hey, in this but, state will see in their lifetime, but it's yeah. yeah, it's here's here's my thought on the wolves. I don't know if I've ever I've ever thrown this theory out to you, but you know they were there was some tension last year, and all of it was you know some trying to figure out the roster. I think it makes a difference for a team when everybody has gotten paid and they can just go play basketball. You got Towns has his deal. Ant's got his deal. McDaniel's has his deal. Nas has got his deal. Rudy's already had his deal. Conley's set. You know, he's a, he's a veteran. He doesn't he doesn't care about the money anymore. He's maybe wants one more contract. But when you've got a team where all your primary guys aren't worried about their next contract, they can just go and play. All right, I got a question for you. Uh, should have they uh, not been so anxious to sign McDaniel's? Maybe he can guard you. That's a lot of money, though, and he's a knucklehead. And I see through through a basketball at a ref the other day because he was upset. And in a game, you're winning by sixty points or something. I I don't know. There's something wrong with him. He's uh, he's got this. He's still an immature guy, but he's you know good defensively. But he certainly a- don't need him offensively. As good as Alexander Walker has been this year, um, you could say McDaniel's is a sneaky candidate to be the one that goes right. Like if, yeah. if they decide at the end of the year that they don't want to be in the luxury tax, that they got to get out of it, and someone's got to go, and they got to figure out the salaries, big picture. Maybe it's him. I mean, I don't. I don't know. They, I think they like him a lot. I think. I don't think it's a bad idea to do that contract because the NBA is weird. It's yeah. it's it's never bad. It, it seems like it's never bad to have a big contract because someone someone will want him, and then you've got that kind of salary match. Like you, you a team like the Wolves can't sign free agents. You've got to be able to have trade partners, and he's he's at least a 
a good kind of trade match if you decide to do that. And I think he still got <clears throat> he still makes them go defensively, and that's their identity. So I don't think they're in a hurry to trade him. But he would he would be. I've been thinking about that too. Like, is he a sneaky candidate? We all focus on me specifically. I focus on Cat. Like, is Cat the uh-huh. odd man out after they sign Reed and how how much money he makes? Does he not really fit? He's been a lot better this year. Maybe it's I don't know. Maybe it's McDaniel's. Maybe they like Alexander Walker enough to say, hey. Why don't you stick around? We'll pay you half what we're paying McDaniel's, and we'll we'll go get another piece with Jaden. Yeah, could be something like that. I don't know. He just strikes me. I, I don't know. I'm seen him interviewed and listened to him a little bit, but he's got he's not much personality there, and uh, he's, he's always seems to seems haunted by bad thoughts or something. They're out to get me. I don't know what it is. Yep. I just I don't know. He's uh, he does some uh, very immature things still. So yes, he's he's an important part of a of a good Wolves team, of a really good Wolves team. But yeah, he's he's not had the he's not had the growth or the leap that you might like to see him take this year. I think that's that's fair to say. Um, let's wrap up with some Gophers. Uh, men lose to Indiana, crash back to earth a little bit. Big one tonight against Iowa. Hi. Said hello. Afternoon game or night game tonight? I can't remember. At five o'clock. Five o'clock. Okay. Martin Luther King Day. I yes. guess it's five o'clock. But uh, I remember when the Iwegians used to storm up here and fill up the upper deck and uh, let's go Hawks coming from up there high in the in the thing and the building was jammed and now it's going to be that way except it's going to be for Caitlin Clark on February twenty eighth. <laughs> yes. Or something yes. Like that. And uh, you know they, I was. Not the men aren't even selling out down there like they used to. They're a media. They're they're mediocre this year. They they started going three in the Big Ten. Now they're two and three. But they uh, they same thing as they always are with McCaffrey. They they play fast and score a lot of points. And uh, uh, you know the Gophers are they got they got we, we, the front line seemed to be the strength of the Gophers, but they got out muscled down in yes. Indiana. So uh, I don't know. It's a coin flip game, and uh, be nice if some people show up. But we'll find out. They uh, we were bragging about the attendance for last time, and uh, how the Williams Arena was rocking again there. And then they announced like eighty five hundred or something, which means they had six thousand. The way they've been packing the, you know, the, the adding the, the numbers, Marcus, yeah, adding the numbers. Marcus's story a couple of weeks ago that they they didn't have going into that game last week with Maryland, they hadn't had 4,000 people go through the uh, get scanned in game, not even the Nebraska game. So, uh, you know, it's it's not exactly uh, optimism uh, reigns now, and I think we've kind of gotten over our skis about the turnaround, but it's, it's certainly a better team. They got some yes. depth. Yes, I agree. Eight, eight or nine players. I like the front line. I like Garcia. I like Garcia offensively. I really like Payne and Joseph. Ola Joseph. Mm-hmm. It's the way they go to the boards. They're a tough couple of tough kids. And you know the guards. Guards had a lousy game, and the guards had a lousy game in Indiana, and that's probably why they got beat. I mean, a lot of points yeah. up, but the guards did nothing. But uh, you know, I, I, you know, they're. They got four guards, and they got uh, they got four or five guys. I mean, they can bring Fox off the bench and Einan off the bench, so they can, for at moments they can go five deep up front too. So they got they have yeah. some depth. They're better. 
But the trouble is their schedule is so rotten. Yes. And their, their strength of schedule is so rotten. They can go 11-9 and nine in the Big Ten and not make the tournament. No, I agree they're with still that. Gonna, they're still going to have to, like, win two games in the tournament. They're almost three because they, they you know, they – they don't want to get beat. They want to. They want to pad their records. So, but the strength of schedule is, according to what Ken Palm, it was Ken the Palm, worst yeah. in the country. Worst and, in the country, and, yeah. And who you should have been? I think he is kind of rated like who you should be playing. Right? It's not yeah. like right. It's not a worse schedule than no. You know, Coastal Carolina or something. But who you should be playing? It's a, right. it was the worst schedule in the country. So. And one more thing, how about St. Thomas men and women's basketball? St. Thomas men uh, win two games last week, including at Oral Roberts, and uh, they're uh, Chip had a piece on them on Sunday, and they're uh, I think they're now three and one in the Summit or something. So and they almost uh, and they almost beat who they almost beat earlier this year was it Mar- uh, Marquette? Marquette, yeah, Marquette. It was a close game. And they're still doing it with uh, their best player, you know, signed with Virginia, left them yes. in the portal at freshman. <laughs> yes. And I don't know. If, we didn't think they're going to have that good a year, but uh, now I did find something out though this week. Um, I've, I've been giving the Gophers a load of uh, heat for not playing St. Yes. Thomas, right? Yes. Well, I was talking to Pat McKenzie, the St. John's coach, and uh, he says we're willing to play St. Thomas. St. Thomas is playing Crown and North Central, and uh, they play in three you know, two division three teams. And I think St. Thomas might not want to play St. John's for the same <laughs> reason. The Gophers might not want to play St. Thomas. So uh, not a lot of upside if, in the, not a lot of upside one, in that game. If you get one of those nights where they're, uh, but they, they definitely can have an exhibition game. So I'm going to, yeah, maybe I've, been, I've been given tower the big break by bashing the Gophers. I'm going to have to start ripping tower for not playing St. John's. So. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah. hey, I was I will say about the Iowa game today. Uh, it's a big one for the turnaround narrative. If you lose this one, then you got to go to yeah. Michigan State. Yeah, Michigan, yeah. Michigan State's not great, but if you if you lose this one, you can start to see the slides. We got you got at Michigan State, home against Wisconsin. The competition is getting better. They they benefited not just from non conference uh, schedule, but some some winnable early Big Ten games, too. Even yeah, Michigan's a name brand, but they're not very good this year. Like The, the teams they beat, yeah. oh, don't yeah. take it away from them, but those are not the best teams in the Big Ten. And the Gopher women, um, they beat oh, Nebraska sure. yesterday. They had all the yeah. all the players were back. All the 20-year players were back. Players were there. Somebody told me Coyle wasn't there, but then I checked. He was there, but he okay. did not involve himself in the uh, in the program, which I don't blame him because uh, he, did, he did fire Lindsay, mm-hmm. and it was Kent Youngblood had a really good story on Lindsay I'm ready to come back to Williams Arena, and she yes, had a good. good time with all her uh, mates. And uh, that uh, I got to cover that whole tournament run and to cover that team a little bit after that year. And that was as much that was as, that 04, 03, 04 women's team is as much fun as we've ever had with a Gopher with any basketball team around here, men or women, because they had some characters, man. And McCarville being oh, a number one, she, she one remains. I covered the team. Eight. Yes, I covered that team the next year, and she remains one of my favorite people to cover. She was just the <laughs> she was just a, a all time all time great all time great. Oh, she was fantastic. Still is. I talked yes. to her once in a while, and she uh, 
She used to kind of celebrate a victory by going out to Mystic Lake and playing she'd cards. Go, she'd go play cards. Yes, she did. Yeah, yes, she did. Play cards. She was great, man. She's great. I I should have. I wasn't. I wasn't in town. I should have went over just to see her. I love her. She's the greatest. What she did in that second round game against Nicole, Nicole Oldie. Oldie. Yeah. Oh man, she did everything but pick her up and throw her off the floor. It was <laughs> unbelievable. Yes. What a beating. Poor Nicole Oldie had a meeting some of it with our with our um, links, right? I I don't think she ever got over the trauma of that no. game. She never became the player she was supposed to be. So. It, was a, it was a bad draw for number two seeded Kansas State that year. To be yeah. at Williams Arena uh, at for Williams the second Arena, round. Yeah, how did we get the home game to get the play? Because usually, usually you go to the the uh, you know the place of the highest seed. Yeah, was that, that was. I must have been. It must have been predetermined back then that they were going to have I the. I don't remember because they they hosted the regional the next year too. Because that's how mm-hmm. they 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 took that to the Sweet Sixteen the next year. They hosted again. I don't know. I well, that other team that that other team they beat, they were six seed, right? Six seed. Gophers were seven that year. Gophers were seven. seven. And UCLA was good too. They had a you know for a ten seed or whatever they were because the yeah. first round was UCLA, right? And they I think were that's right. Yeah, they they had some athletes. That was a that was that was uh you know that was as shocking as thirteen thousand people showing up for a pro women's hockey game having all of a sudden we get there and there's 14,000 people to watch yeah. the Gophers play UCLA. It was amazing. Sid, including Sid. Unbelievable. Yeah, spry Sid. young Sid who was only in his early <laughs> 80s sure. at that point. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, all right. Yeah. All right. Good all right, enough. sir. Appreciate uh, it. Uh, we'll talk NFC to you next week. North. Ruha. Ruha. <laughs> Aren't we proud? I'm proud. I don't care about the rest of you. I'm proud. Goodbye. Thanks, See you. Bye-bye.